Hello everyone, and welcome to A Chooch Chats, A Quarantine Travel Guide, Part 3. In this episode, I, Tony, am going to do my best to recall my experiences of what was happening to me right before the pandemic, and straight through Zach's trip to New Orleans. At one point, our paths crossed for some time on this pandemic journey through the great outdoors. We become travel buddies, corona companions. We also shared any separate travel experiences with each other because, well, there really weren't any other people who we could talk to about these road trips. Not many people were actually going anywhere. And if they were, they most likely were not going and doing what we were doing. It has been a strange year. I have been floating on a raft of highs and lows in an ocean made of confusion, emotion, and opinion. I am unsure of much. I am sometimes unsure of right and wrong. How can you make a move, a decisive decision to better yourself in any direction, when the majority of the world is telling you, yelling at you, to be absolutely still? I usually like moments of stillness when I can find them. I have a hectic mind that I usually try to hide from everyone. It's possible. That's what had started my stutter when I was younger. Although I can't be sure. Nor do I care. But being alone, in thought, is one of my favorite pastimes. It's when I usually can get to a pretty good decision with whatever obstacle was in my way. It, A, usually always ends up being some form of my gut decision I had originally made, although thought out and planned. And B, involves just doing the work, not finding a way to pass it off or to make life easier. So in this worldwide shutdown, and in my own personal moments of thought and stillness, everything inside of me was telling me to move. And thank God it did. Thank God for what I found. Thank God for life. So please... I invite you to take a seat, lend an ear, and pour yourself a whiskey with me. The following is what life was like right before and during the pandemic for me. I am going to die. One day, I am going to die. We are all going to die. Just remember to live. Memento mori, memento vivere. This is Chooch Chat. March 11th, 2020, Rudy Gobert had to touch the fucking mics, and Zach Finch had to get on the plane to New Orleans. Then all hell breaks loose. There's a 50-50 chance he actually had it. Hell, there's a 50-50 chance I was the one that gave it to him. I was sick as a dog just a month earlier coming home from a trip to Florida with my family. It's weird thinking back on what it meant to be sick before the pandemic. Some of us were a little more high-strung than others, telling people to stay away if someone said they were sick or had a cold, using hand sanitizer every time they touched a doorknob. Some of us even wore masks around crowds or at baseball games and graduations. I always privately assumed that people who wore masks either had cancer or some form of 
horrible disease that they would surely die from. Or they were lunatics I wouldn't want to talk to because of some half-cocked conspiracy theory they would jump into the moment I said hello. Yes, these are the thoughts of an asshole. It was ignorant. Maybe. But honestly, how much time did anyone spend thinking about masks before this went down? How often did anyone here in America even see anyone wearing a mask before the COVID shutdown? I was one of the few Zach told that he was sick before he got on that plane. I might have been the only. I also remember asking him if it was a good idea. And, I'm sure, in typical fashion, Zach was capable of making a mountain feel like a molehill. I also really didn't give a shit. Because none of us really knew what the fuck was going on. Zach had a sore throat. Good stuff. Whatever. On to the next one. It was only during and after his trip that we put any thought into it. Rudy didn't know what he was doing either. Ignorance is bliss. Then it smacks you in the face. Somewhere between March 11th and March 15th, while Zach is touring his ass around the golf, I am constantly on the phone with my little sister. You see, I had myself a little insight into this corona shit that was going down. Or at least I thought I did. I don't know. At least it was information, though. My sister, Gabriella, was living in Duval, Washington. She was going to school and living in the middle of nowhere. Duval was down in a valley on a hill right before the Cascades. Remember this town. It will come up again in later podcasts. She would explain to me that for the past several weeks, everybody she knew was getting horribly, horribly sick, including her, and that it was just occurring to her that it could have been the coronavirus. She still doesn't know, though. Nobody knows. Who the hell knows, right? But she did have some first-hand information that I was interested in. Duval is located 20 minutes away from the towns of Redmond and Kirkland, where, at the time, the first case of the coronavirus in the U.S. of A. was recorded in one of their nursing homes. She explained how many of the elderly were passing away from what could only be assumed was this disease. She also explained to me that she herself had some inside information she was gathering in her little podunk town. One of the bartenders that she worked with was the mayor or former mayor of the city or town of Carnation, an even smaller town another 20 minutes away. This lady told Gabriella that there were two 30-year-olds that were hooked up to ventilators, and they didn't know if they were going to make it. Well, once she told me that, this mind began to race. I googled everything and got lost on the engine that ended up being my mind. My sister was trapped in Zombieland. As you may or may not remember after this incredibly long slog of a year, the Northwest was initially pandemic central of the U.S. I remained calm while on the phone with her and give her what I can only assume was brotherly advice. 
and then I head to my parents who live down the road to pass on the information. I'll explain that conversation later in later podcasts. It is worth noting that during this time, I am just beginning to recover from shoulder surgery and that I am a bartender at a neighborhood Chicago tavern. I have only been back to work for four weeks and I am painfully going through the rehab needed for the repair of a torn labrum in my left shoulder. That is why Zach, in some of his journal entries, is complaining that he has to come over to my place and help my wife move furniture. I am, for all intents and purposes, a bit less than I'd like to be at this moment, right before the beginning of a pandemic. I also probably shouldn't have been back to work yet, but hey, I got bills. March 14th-ish. The poker party at Zach's, but Zach isn't there. During Zach's unplanned but planned COVID retreat to the golf, there was a poker party at Zach's place with 15-ish of my dearest and closest friends. I have to slowly break this down while I write this for several reasons. They are truly my good friends, and I don't want to implicate them in any extracurricular pastimes that may or may not have been going on, and I want to be sure of how I felt in that moment. It was an odd, almost out-of-body experience. And every time I tried to explain it to our co-host, Zach, it never quite captures the mood of the night. For starters, I originally wasn't going to go. I had just finished talking with my sister about her zombie town in Washington, and I had a runny nose. Felt fine, actually. Felt great. But I had a runny nose, and I thought maybe it's best that I stayed in for the night with all that is going on. And the runny nose was a good excuse. I had to bartend in the morning anyways, and I was still wrapping my very busy mind around doing that. Over time, though, I was worn down by all the text messages and exchanges over the phone, and my guilt got the best of me. I caved. A big part of this was because one of my best friends was in town, and I hadn't seen him for several months. He was in the middle of dodging one of those hard swings that life throws at you, and I felt that not seeing him would have been slightly disrespectful, and maybe even a little sad. So I caved, and I showed. I walked through the door upon entering. Immediate regret. It felt like stepping into another universe. The room was dimly lit with two long folding tables pushed together with 15-ish people around them. With a swift look around the room, I immediately clock that everyone is hammered. I notice one or two minutes later that some have a little, for lack of a better word, 
extra going on. Not that I care, really. I generally don't like to be around that type of extra because of the way it makes people communicate, talk, and act around one another. I've had my share of experiences where it puts me in a bad spot because of the actions of my friends or other people who were using it. I've also always felt that everything that comes out of someone's mouth when having that extra bit of fun is usually 100% complete and utter bullshit. Hey, not that I'm a fucking saint. I got my shit too. I'm just trying to explain the moment and the mood. And this particular thing put me in a mood. And for the sake of the story, you should know that. Once I enter the poker room, I have to fend off several high fives and a couple hugs from some big-eyed mouth chewers. Some were offended until I explained the situation. The COVID situation. I am calm and I put on the act of composure and make my way to a couch where I sit away from everyone else. I field several questions from friends as they notice me and then watch the game progress. The room is dark. The room is drunk. The room is smoke. The room is extra. And I sat and I watched with long breaks and conversation from myself. And I thought about where we all were going to be soon and how long this pandemic was going to last. I thought about the possibility of the city descending into chaos, how I was going to handle myself, who I am now, and who I will be later. Would anyone I know die? A friend? Family? I thought about how, no matter what, there is no getting out of this thing. We are here, and there is no running away from it. I also thought about how confidently my friends were hanging out, sharing a laugh and everything else within their reach. I thought about how it gave me a small amount of confidence. I was slightly envious, but not envious enough to give a shit. I was wandering around in my own mind. I somehow found in all this COVID horseshit and around all of my dearest friends a still moment, a clear mind. I have several more conversations with friends who wanted to talk. Most of them center around how we aren't scared for ourselves, but are scared for others, or something along those lines. Then I explain I have to leave and make my way towards the door. We say our goodbyes, and as I'm leaving, the door in hand, one of them yells, I'll see you when the riots start. I close the door and leave. I have changed. I have changed so much throughout this year. We all have. And we all have our stories. But for me, that was my moment. That was the beginning of everything. 
because it's exactly what I thought as I was leaving. I have changed. Still the same person, obviously. Same sense of humor, similar values, brash at times, but usually good-hearted. But I have changed, or at least my thoughts have. How I get to those thoughts have changed too. What I am doing and who I am doing it for matters more than ever before. What I am doing for myself matters more than ever before. Who I want to be matters more than ever before. My goals, my experiences, my choices, my successes and failures, my personal code, I suppose, matters more than before. It has to matter. If you aren't who you say you are, you are bullshit. If I lie to myself or what I say doesn't match up with my inner thoughts, I am bullshit. And it very much occurred to me, whether I liked it or not, I was in a moment where I had an option to prove something to myself. To myself. To me. That was the last time I would see many of their faces in person for several months. I'll see you when the riot starts. I have changed. We all have changed. This moment will forever stick out in my mind. I think I'll stop here. I'll give a few highlights from my next writing. I bartend St. Patty's Day in one of the biggest cities in the country. Zach comes home. Physical therapy for my just surgically repaired shoulder was canceled forever. I'm offered a job to disinfect the virus for a living. For the living. And I begin to travel. I'm out of whiskey. And I hope you are too. Zach and I will both be back next week with two separate writings. Part 4 and Part 5 of a quarantine travel guide. And now for the regularly scheduled Chooch Chat. <laughs> Chooch Chat. Be good and be safe. Uh, yeah, we are recording. Welcome to Chooch Chat, the only podcast that knows its opinions the real issues do not matter. I'm Zach. And I'm Tony. We're asses with issues. I did both of them. Oh my. Yeah, sorry, buddy. This is where I interview you, not the other way around. We haven't been doing a, uh, a tagline or anything like that. I think it's because the tone has been so serious. By the so tone, serious. I mean the tone of the podcast, not this tone. <clears throat> this tone. No, yeah. Well, the tone of the the tone of the of the yeah of the storytelling. Right. Also, we hadn't done them in a while, and it's not like we were doing fucking taglines at the beginning of them, anyways. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it all. Fuck it all. I was gonna I was gonna ask you my first question was gonna be what's with the voice? Which voice that you put on that in the and you recorded in the what we just listened to, we'll say, for the listeners sake. Did I did I put on um, a voice? I didn't sure think I put on a voice. It also just kinda sounds like it is maybe your voice, maybe was it you who was mentioning allergies? You have bad allergies? Was I nasally? No, not nasally, but you it was almost like you're Kind of gruff, like. Well, I was trying like, not to be nasally. I was oh. super, super trying hard not to be nasally because there are 
horrible allergies. Okay. Also, I don't know if I ha- I might have a uh, reading voice too. That, that's also it. And I was also yeah. drunk. <laughs> might, and, and also, and also, who knew you could read? So, so bravo there. So bravo there. Bravo there. <laughs> but yeah, man, I've noticed like, like I'm I always have a stuffed up nose, and I've been listening to a lot of Audible recently, and uh, a lot of off- authors with stuffed up nasally noses. I I've noticed too, and I was like, man, I wonder if I can fix that. Yeah, let's not do that. But I, I need to sound cool. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I mean, also, it's distracting. It's. I'm listening to this one lady on Audible right now who's talking. It's a finance book. It's for money and stuff, which can get boring, you know. But her voice is so sexy and like kind of sexual about everything. It's 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 great. That's that Matt, really keeps me paying attention. That reminds me of a math teacher in in high school. She was like 21, 22. I was a senior. Oh man, dude, it was tough. It was like yeah, a, it was it was, a, you, it was a tough class to get through. <laughs> how are you supposed to fucking learn? You know, dude, I don't even, even know. I don't even know. I, I didn't. I didn't learn. No, I didn't, didn't learn. I was just staring at her the entire time. No, yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. All right, so you poured whiskey at the top of it, and you mentioned that you poured whiskey. I liked that. I that was intentional. I knew. Oh yeah, I figured it was. That was like I bet that would sound cool, and then I would just sip after every for after every area, and it did sound cool. Yeah, and it was brought to us by George Dickel. Mm-hmm. What is it called? No, George uh, David Nicholson. David Nicholson, eighteen forty three, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Eighteen forty three. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I liked it. I guess was yeah. it your first whiskey? Yeah. That that evening, whenever it was, you recorded it. Or yeah, so when I when I started out recording, I was sober, and then when I ended it, I was hammered. Nice. Wait, really? Yeah. You didn't sound that hammered. But I was. I mean, it's a recording. I'm not going to act like I'm fucking loaded. I'm trying to trying to tell a story. Wait, wait. You were hammered. By the end of it, yeah, I had like three glasses of whiskey. Really? Yeah, because I yeah I, I would pause. In Nineteen minutes. I would pause, oh, then go back, and you re-record, and then you fucking okay, okay. yeah. Okay, sure, sure. Now I get it. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, it was only like nineteen twenty minutes long. You had three fucking whiskey anyway. That's fake. Right, it's good. fake time. Yeah, this is something that I found interesting and uh, pretty early on. You mentioned um, that you like being alone with your thoughts. It's one of your favorite things. Mm-hmm. Are you an introvert? Uh, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm somewhere in the. I'm somewhere in between. It just depends on when you catch me. That's a good question. I never would have pegged you for one. I uh I I um I like having a good time and being around people that I'm close with and I'm having fun with. But like, it's very important for me to just uh, sit with my own thoughts and I. Uh, and just sit with my own thoughts. And a lot of times, I just don't want to go out sometimes. Or if I, if I go out, I want to go out by myself. Or I don't want to go yeah. out and meet new people. You know, it's meeting new people is uh, a pain in the ass for me. Um, so I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Would I, you say I was? No, I would say you were the furthest from it, really. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, then, Then again, you do have the tendency to, like... Do your own thing until you absolutely basically have to show up. Yeah. Um, which you kind of get to later in, in 
the in the in the in your writing basically um you do have the tendency to like i don't care what anyone else thinks i'm gonna do this and most of the things that you do before joining a party a dinner uh whatever mm-hmm. are things that you do alone like yoga or study that's Italian true or play guitar or whatever, I'll, I'll, so. I'll say this i gotta like fill up on some me time every day and then when i'm filled up on me i'm like okay i can fucking go out like i figured some yes. shit out and yeah. and so, uh yeah i would say you're an introvert then i'm glad we got to the bottom of this because really because I, I do like going out i mean yeah i guess so yeah but you charge up your batteries by being alone yeah if i'm you, you get, uh, yeah also if i'm charged a, up you got to get charged up alone before you can go out and hang out with people yeah, and I have like a strict code. Like if I'm feeling embarrassed about some something I did or something if I'm if I'm sad or angry at something uh, with myself, you know, about something, I I, I can't be around other people because I'm I'm kind of working on me. Does that kind of make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. I'm just kind of just kind of like, well, I can't go out right now. I kind of didn't earn it. So it's a it's kind of a weird thing. So you basically ground yourself. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little, a little bit, and you know, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Making a mountain feel like a molehill. What's up? Uh, in true Zach fashion, making a mountain feel like a molehill. Yeah. What does that mean? So, uh, making a mountain out of a molehill is when you tell somebody. So I'm I'm telling you how it's usually said. When when somebody yeah. makes a mountain out of a molehill, it's when they take a small problem and make it a big fucking deal. And then you gotta just fucking relax. It's not a big deal. Stop making a mountain out of a molehill. But Zach right. is Zach is the reverse or the inverse. It Zach is Zach will take a mountain and turn it into a molehill. That's one of your better oh. qualities. It's uh it's you know, it's like if something huge is going on or somebody has an issue, you are usually contemplating and listening to it in in a in a calm fashion. You don't usually get as amped as the other person, you know, if they're if they're emotionally or distraught or anxiety ridden, and you, or whatever, or the, or the moment is or the issue is, and you usually, usually, you know, not all the time, you're not infallible, but you usually have a response that is, uh, that is calm, and and measured, and makes the moment sound, and or feel like it's not a big deal. Uh, so like picture any moment where you're around one of your friends and they're bitching and moaning and complaining and then you re-explain it back to them and then but you you explain it back without any of the energy the the other person had yeah okay okay you do that fucking all the time it's one of the reasons why me and you i think are such good friends is because i like to think of myself as a very objective person but a very emotionally driven person you know but the mm-hmm. the objectivity you respond to uh as as a as a familiarity is something you're you're familiar with because i believe yeah. that's the way your mind tries to work and uh and the emotional thing maybe um as as a friendship we're attracted to because it's sort of the again it's the inverse of 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 what you generally are so it's like we, I, I think we, I think me and you generally work so well together because we have we have a connection of of, of similarity and and a connection of dissim, dissimilarity, um, at at the sure. same time. 
Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that clears that up for me. I, I was fixing <laughs> to get a little offended. <laughs> it's like when I, I called not, you. I was about to make a mountain out of this mole. <laughs> It was actually a compliment. It was actually yeah. a really a really well written compliment. I think. Yeah, it made it you, was. Is it was really well written. You've never heard of a mole uh, making a mountain out of a molehill? No, I've heard the expression, and I do understand the expression. But it's fixing yeah, like to get you said, you said it. You said it. You <laughs> turned it on its head, and I was just. It just confused me. Yeah. It just confused. Oh, me I like this. Bit. Remember when I called you a chooch for the first time? That 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 harkens back to me calling you a chooch for the first time. And yeah, you pretty being, much. And you being irrationally offended. Yeah, I was. I thought it was like the worst thing you could call somebody. No, it's like the fucking one hundredth worst thing you worst thing you could call somebody. Yeah, yeah, or even yeah, even more than that. Right, like the hundred and eightieth. Because even if it meant pussy, it's like. Right, it's still a nice. It's almost a nicer way to call somebody a pussy, even, but it's not. But I wouldn't it's even say being called a pussy a is even like the most. It, the worst thing. It's, See, it's never what the person says, right? It's never yeah. what the person. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's different for you, but for me, no, it it's is how how it says. It's totally how it says. How how it said. That's why, I like, when like, dude, when people, somebody calls me a dago or something, or so many of my so many of my friends are, uh, you know, just make fun of me being Italian. I'm like, yeah, it just doesn't usually don't give a shit. Like, I usually, yeah. unless somebody I don't know is fucking like saying it in a way that fucking wants a reaction. Right. Man, yeah. someone could call me some like could fucking call me some preposition. Someone could call me the, and I'd be angry if they said it in the right way. You know, like you're such a fucking the. You're such a fucking the, man. Look at the. It's whatever. It's whatever the rules there. you make for yourself. How like how 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 do your emotions drain you, attack you? What like what emotions affect you? Are you affected by your emotions on that day? Are you affected by what everybody else is saying on that day? Or maybe you're just looking for a fight, and that person knew you were looking for a fight, and they were going to call you something, and no matter what they called you, you were going to be fucking angry. And that just took anything. Anything at all. It could have been anything. Like chooch. Like chooch. That's one of my favorite things ever about you. (laughs) That and I make uh, mountains feel like molehills. How'd your clothes shopping go? It went real efficient. I went with uh, my cousin's wife. That's good. You had a woman with you. Yeah, but she wasn't like most women either. She was definitely down to like, okay, you like this, that, and the other thing? Here it is. This is it. This is you. All right, let's go. Yeah. We're out of the store. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, but why don't you look at this also? Yeah. You know? She was like, she was there to be like, yep, that works. So you got like a a, couple button-up shirts, ties. Sports coat? No, nah, no sports coat or anything. Uh, slacks, shirts. Yeah. I needed new shoes. Um, and then uh, uh, that's that's pretty much it. I figured I'll buy a suit. I'm going to go get a suit and then get it tailored and everything, like, the first time I close, you know, alone or whatever. Close on a loan, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a cel- celebration thing. Yeah, take some of that money, go yeah. into a nice, nice ish store and get like a nice tailored suit so that it actually like fits normal, right? Right, right, it doesn't make my shoulders look weird. No, I was, I was telling Jackie over dinner, I was like, I bet he's having a hard time because he's not used to shopping for, for these types of clothes. Um, yeah, yeah, 
I yeah, I did little, when I first had had, yeah. to, had to had to buy those clothes. It was a fucking it's a nightmare. Annoying. Yeah, it is. It kind of is. It, it may, and it makes you is. feel fucking self conscious. It made me feel self conscious. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. I don't know what looks good, really. You know. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of do, and I kind of. I mean, I don't even know what to ask for. I, I didn't even right, know exactly. what my neck size was, or my fucking shoulders, or exactly. <sighs> and so, definitely, like, I definitely steered. It was so packed, man. It was so packed with these out, at these outlet stores. Great place to go. It's just fucking insanely crowded. So it's also like, you know, it's also Virginia. That's all they have is outlet stores. Yeah, that, that's where you shop it's, in Virginia is outlet yeah, stores. It's fucking or malls because it's it's cheap. Yeah, you know, it's real nice and cheap, and they have really nice stores, and everything's everything's like forty percent off everywhere. You know. Yeah. Um. You but excited it's like about you go into a store and you're just like, fucking let me get out of here as quickly as possible. So I didn't really feel like... Are people wearing know? masks? Yeah. 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 Everyone wears masks, but... Yeah. Still. Right. Still. The the crowds. The yeah. cra- you know, we, yeah. we're just not used to crowds anymore. So it is like, okay. Yeah, yeah no right, kidding. Me... Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I'll start this job on Tuesday. So I just needed a few things nice. just to look all right. Dude, dude. Dude said to show dress comfortably, but I know what that means. That means dress yeah, man. comfortably plus a little. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, plus a little extra. You know, cock out. Right. <laughs> cock out. No tank top. You know. What else? Yeah, yeah. All right, Sandals. Well, first day of school. We. I get it. Still got to put on <laughs> nice clothes for the first day of school. <laughs> yeah, sure. Cock out, man. Got first day of school. Cock out. <laughs> Cock out, fucking you cock out. Into that school, cock out. Yeah. Ready to fucking go. Right. What'd you get? Uh, what do you mean? We ran errands. Nothing, dude. We ran these errands. We didn't fucking accomplish shit. So we we went to fucking uh Home Depot. No, where we go first? Yeah, Home. No, Target to fucking pick up like a couple things that they didn't have. Like one was like a coffee water filter. Didn't have that mm-hmm. shit. What was a coffee mug to go mug for me? And then, and then I didn't have they that. Didn't have a to go coffee mug at but Target. They were fucking like so expensive, man. So expensive. Oh. And I was like, well, I can get this way cheaper on fucking Amazon. And then, uh, then I was like, well, I'm not gonna get a case of water because uh, that was my other item to get there. And uh, so I was like, okay, on our way to Home Depot. Like, uh, so then we go to Home Depot to get a ladder, and then to see if they have a coffee water filter. <laughs> And I was like, well, you know, Home Depot carries weird shit. Maybe they'll have a mug. But the ladders were all so expensive that I was just like, I don't want to look for anything else at this point. Then we did, and then they didn't have it anyways. And uh, then we just uh, went to Lachette's to drop off all of those growlers that I had. And then we just ate. Oh, yeah. Then we just got drunk and ate. Nice. You know? Demoralizing, except for the Lachette's part. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How much money did you spend at Lachette's? Fifty nine dollars plus the twenty dollar tip. And how much was the ladder? Uh, the most expensive ladder was cheapest ladder was fifty nine dollars. Yeah, the same price, same fucking price. I mean, you know, what do you do? You know, what do you do? Do you do you act like an adult <laughs> and skip? The Lachette's meal just once. Well, here's the thing. yourself a ladder? No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We were going to buy the ladder, but we made a phone call to Jackie's parents. And uh-huh. 
Jackie's dad, he's like a pack rat. All right. Okay. If, you, if, you, if you're listening to this, Cipriano, like, you I mean, you are. <laughs> but he always has extra shit. So he has two ladders that he doesn't want to give up. Two step ladders mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to give up because he uses them sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Cipriano made a phone call to uh, Jackie's papa. Uh, and uh, he has a uh, uh, like several ladders he's not using. So we are getting a free uh six foot step ladder so we Ooh. so we had we had some money to spend we right, had sweet. we we had we had some money to spend so okay good so you guys are just being thrifty uh yeah it ended up being that way yes so then we were able to one go one time one time in richmond uh somebody some friends of mine traded a ladder for a shotgun on craigslist uh <laughs> wait what <laughs> it's fucking hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, that's good. That's great. <laughs> Did the shotgun work? Yeah, 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 it worked. Did it come with bullets? No, no, no. Just the gun. Yeah, I guess you went. Gotta go out and buy them thing, them shells. Yeah, you don't want to give the person bullets because then they'll just shoot yeah. you and take your yeah, take exactly. the ladder back. Exactly. You, yeah, give me that. Give me that gun, please. Ah, well, uh, now leave the ladder on the sidewalk. Yeah, and yeah. drive off. I uh two most important things to a Virginia man. His ladder and his shotgun. Ladder and gun. So, you know, you tell Cipriano, you know, if he's got all this extra stuff, he could trade it for some cool stuff. You know? What cool stuff? If Cipriano's got all this extra stuff laying around the house, he could trade it in. Trade yeah, it, but trade he would just cool stuff he would just cool like trade cool stuff for more stuff. More cool stuff. And then he's still got way too much stuff. Yeah, my well, thing, yeah. my thing is that they need to just start giving away that stuff. No, don't even barter; just fucking give it away or sell it. No, they could sell it. They could sell. sell. It. They could sell a bunch of stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. So, the uh, the mayor in the town. Back to your podcast. The mayor in the town that Gabriella was in has time to also work moonlight as a bartender. So the um, <clears throat> so I called her before the the podcast to double check, and she like confirmed it, but I didn't ask her. Because I was doing it all that night. So I was like, I didn't ask her if it was the current or former. My assumption is it is the former. And you have to understand the size of these towns are, you know, literally, I could run the distance in in, in these towns. If the, if the town is, the towns are are so small. So you're saying, you're saying this, this, this woman was a former mayor of that. Town. That would be my assumption Washington. that she is also the bartender because she is the former mayor of the town of Carnation. Okay. Cause I mean, I get, I'm not, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm not, I'm not trying to poke holes or anything like that. Oh no, please poke I, holes. I'm lit. I'm literally wondering like, yeah, that's gotta be an intense amount of work to be a mayor of a town and have time. And I honestly don't, I honestly don't think it is Zach. I, I, I get I, I I would say being the mayor of Carnation is about as complicated as getting a badge as a, for a Boy Scout. It is it that, that I think the town is that small. I think all those towns are that small, especially after having mm. visited Duval. So think of yeah. my hometown, Cortland, and then think of the size of Groton, and then think smaller than that. So Groton is a town to down is a town twenty minutes away. That's even smaller mm. than Cortland. And then, and then think of a town smaller than like half the size of that, very very small town. But okay. I don't think she was the mayor. 
at during the time. We we would have to ask Gabriella. I would say she wasn't. That's why I said former. Call her up. Just kidding. We don't have to. We could call her up. It'd take up too much time. Yeah. But well, yeah. Maybe we will later. Let me see what else I have. I forget. Oh. Oh yeah. This is good. This is good stuff. Don't try to cover up for your weak ass about all the furniture I had to move for you. You weak bitch. <laughs> These are your questions? Your questions <laughs> suck. I had in-depth questions I was asking you. Your questions are about whether or not my punk weak ass. Get philosophical. I refuse to answer that one. I'm offended. Uh, it really wasn't a question. I was just insulting you. Yeah, I, but, get, uh... <laughs> I get that, Zach. I get that. But, all right, uh, then... Uh, I don't think you have to elaborate necessarily about your shoulder injury and yeah. where you were and why at that moment, um, physically and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will, I think I will. Later just on. because, yeah. I mean, just because I, you know, that's just, yeah, that would be a struggle. So you didn't mention this, but you had to stop going to physical therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Because of everything shutting down and whatnot. And I know, I know that's pushing it out a little bit far. Yeah, so I had um, to stop going to physical therapy because of the uh, the COVID. Basically, I uh, I fucking had to. They they shut it down. Like I called them anyways and said, "Listen, I'm probably not going to show up today." And then the day later, they 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 shut down everything. The day after I canceled, because I was like, I'm going to give it a little bit to see where this goes, knowing yeah. they were going to fucking shut them down. Like, we're yeah, not so all going to hospitals willy-nilly during the middle of a pandemic. And it turns out I was right. And uh, and it kind of leads me into the next question, sort of, of uh, leading up to this party, this poker night uh, at my what, what was my apartment, but I obviously wasn't there. Um. You were you weren't trying to go out anywhere anyway. No, if I remember correctly, because of your shoulder. Yeah, and like we already we already touched on you being an introvert. Now that we know you're for sure 100 percent an introvert and hate people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I had necessarily an introvert. I don't know if it's. I don't know if we. I don't know if we could put put our finger directly on that. Is 100 percent truth, Zach, but. But yeah, I see where you're going. Continue. <laughs> um, why the hell did you go over to to my place? And also, fifteen people. Yeah, I don't man. want you to name. I want you to name them off off mic, but <sighs> that's a lot. Yeah, now, it it strikes me as a lot of people anyway. Yeah. Um, but it also uh, reminds me that those types of gatherings were somewhat frequent. Actually, looking back, it's just been so especially long. at that place. Yeah. Yeah, we'll name yeah. all the names off Mike and we'll actually give it a real count. It might be a little less. Fuck, it might be a little more. But still. It was a so. yeah, it was a two two folding tables, I believe two folding tables lined up. I remember those folding tables. Yeah. yeah. So it was uh and a lot of the faces are like blanks. The ones I remember, the ones I remember. I just have free floating bodies in there. Um Yeah. In 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 my memory. Um, yeah, yeah, so I went over there because one friend, friend A, was in a bad spot because, and there were lots of, uh, this friend was visiting, right? Yes. And there were lots of text messages from everybody else. Sure. You know, from 
all of them, imagine. And they're all saying the same things. And I, I even told them, I said, listen, I have a runny nose. And I don't know if it's smart. None of them gave a shit, yeah, especially right. friend A, who I get over there. Friend A doesn't even fucking talk to me. I'm like, dude, Christ almighty, I'm here because you're fucking, you know, you're fucking wanting me to come over here and say hi to you. And, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody, yeah, I... and everybody there is just fucking, dude, everybody there is, I hope that part of it explained it better to you than, uh, than I ever had before. Everybody over there is sharing. Except, it, except for the term mouth chewer. What the hell's a mouth chewer? So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if, yeah, I didn't know. I, I almost took that out. Is it just mouths agape? Like people just like no that uh, the uh, the extra makes mm-hmm. people chew ah, and no, sure. and their eyes become dilated and then when they yeah. talk to me they literally chew on their mouths in in okay. in my face, yes. which uh, is like it's making me hot even thinking about it like yeah like especially now that like kind of thing. oh dude if I see especially with all the experiences we've had with it. Like, if I see somebody, like, one of my close friends doing it around me, I'm just leaving. Like, I'm just leaving. And yeah. and if and if you try to talk to me, like, we're cool in that moment. It's like, we're not cool. We're not cool in that yeah. moment. It's like, yeah, man, it's just, I'm I'm so far past that shit, I can't even fucking take it anymore. Because it's just, it just ends up, like I said, it ends up being, everything ends up being 100% bullshit. Even the hangout. Even the hangout's 100% bullshit. Now, like, yeah. if it's that type of night, everyone's fucking going crazy. And, like, say it's, like, a bachelor party or something. Like, I, I can chill. I can be chill. Like, I don't, I don't got to put anything else to it. I don't got to put it in a category when, and overjudge the moment or put judgment on anybody too, too far of an extent. But right. if we're out, you know, if we're out and about, we're going out for drinks, and that comes up. Or if you're, out hang, if you're hanging at my place, and that comes up, it's like, get the fuck out. Or I'm going to fucking leave. Or fucking just don't do it. Just, just don't do it. It's, uh, I'm almost 40. I'm almost 40. My friends Ugh. are almost 40, really, realistically. It's, so, oh, yeah, so yeah. how long, how long are we going to keep this up and act like it's fine? Because it ain't fine for me, man. Um, yeah, I mean, and that kind of is why I even wanted to ask you about all of it to begin with, is you got, you knowing you now, and, you know, the whole, the whole journey here, the whole, reason i feel like doing this is to really see just what all changed in the last year personally yeah with the two of us anyway i mean it started with just me but now it's the two of us so that's something that i for one would not do if i were in your shoes this weekend or next weekend we'll say you know what i mean like but it it's and and I I can't see you doing it even you you showing up late even after all you know everything I I, I can't see you even caving at all no matter what I still would yeah. it depends it's the right amount of guilt I I, I couldn't believe I well yeah but like because you know I I can be manipulated by guilt if I if I feel like I, like I'm you've seen me cave to that set more than once right. You must have some form of memory no, of that. All the time. All the time like, you used to, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like... Uh, nowadays? Got, yeah, nowadays you've got... And you've got... Cause yeah. You, you also, you also don't seem to... There are moments where you seem to not uh, cave at all. And, 
It's and guess- not even like let the guilt roll off your back, and 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 or maybe you just don't pick up on it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like- it, it's possible. That's very possible. Well, yeah, maybe I don't pick up on it, or maybe some days I'm just fed up with it and I don't give a shit, or I'm just right. You know, but there, you know, I'm, you know, some people got some people got a line to my heart. Yeah, you know what I mean. And some people right. know some people know how to play that, and yeah. uh, and some people know the right things to say. Mm-hmm. Or put themselves in the situation to gain to get a, get a response. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of about coming from the. There's also the, the moment, the situation that the friends or person or family that are in. And, uh, and, whether or not I think they're strong enough to handle it themselves, or, uh, they won't put me on some type of weird fucking guilt trip later. You yeah. Know? Uh, depending on the friend that it is. Yeah. I still can't see you doing it. You know, yeah. Under I, these circumstances. Yeah, but I did. Days, but I mean, it's, I yeah. mean, that's, I mean, I kind of glad I did, to be honest with you. Because it, it was such a str- good story. Well, it was a strange experience. It was a fucking strange experience. I wish you were there so much. I wish I had a video camera and you were just like, it, it, it just, it was, it, yeah, it was just such a, such a such a fucking weird experience, particularly because that was the last I've seen of those people, and then, yeah, then and then them, right? they had they had a judgment of the situation that was a, I keep saying a and b and c whatever I don't give a shit I'm drinking again, but uh I, I, they had a judgment of the situation that was one thing then and then literally three or four days later it's fucking flipped it's the opposite it's the yeah, fu- okay. it's it's yeah, it's I the know. exact opposite I know. Um, and I know, and I, you know, and I'll say this for myself is these, that, that new Orleans trip, the one from the last episode, it, you know, it, it was, uh, it was not quite like I said, you know what, fuck it. But, uh, cause I, cause I took my precautions. I certainly wasn't being extra. Certainly not by New Orleans standards at any time. Well, I like I the say. precautions that you explain. The, the precautions you explained that you did were so Zach. They were yeah. so they were so Zach, and they were so. It's like yeah, Zach would do that. Zach would do that. Right. Like in that moment, in that time, he's like, I don't want to shake your hand. It's like oh, I don't want to hang out with these girls right now. And right. and and then you would be like, right, but but you would, but you would be cool with going out and getting the drink, especially since you were already there, you know. Right. Exactly. You, you would. You would. You found Seeing a. the things. You found a moral yeah. or ethical line, that right. was pretty pretty Zach Finch, you know. Right, and it hasn't changed really. Yeah. The the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now that you mention that, because it is the one of the biggest one of my biggest uh, pet peeves with making it through this, which I do feel like we're almost done. Hence the crowds at the shopping earlier. Yeah. No kidding. Um, is the hypocrisy basically in the stipulations in in individuals stipulations as to how to be how to handle it when you've always echoed Um, that too you you have always said it's like you can't really judge anybody for what they're doing i know and it's tough maybe how they're doing it how they're doing it i i I, i'm not gonna pass judgment on but i'd be like that's fucking ridiculous uh right because there is a uh there is a 
there is a sainthood that goes along with whatever the fuck you believe in because of this. I mean, it became politicized mm-hmm. early on, and then you took the fucking, I'm a masker, I'm a, I'm a no-masker. And we're out, right. you're like, why, why don't you start by being a fucking person first? And like, why, yeah. like, and then, like, are groups such a big fucking deal now that we're, that we're so fucking, I'm a masker? Like, like you're yeah, fucking, yeah. You're, you're labeling yourself as a person that wears a mask? I'm a full mask. I'm, or, I, I don't, or I don't wear a mask. Like, you know, I don't wear those fucking masks. Like, what the fuck is this, man? What, right. what, like, like, who are you? Do you even know who you... Do we have any idea who the fuck you are that you need to label yourself something new every single yeah, no. day? Every single day, whatever the media says, I'm this thing, this is what I represent. So every day mm-hmm. you have a new representation, where is your code? Where, like, who, who are you? What virtues do you have? What, where are like and, and 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 I see less and less of that. That's when I. That's yeah. why I, I. You know, you know this, and everybody who listens to this know this. It's one of the reasons why I really had to stop doing social media. And it was like there is just so much bullshit, bullshit being thrown around by people that I love dearly, love yeah. dearly, and then they have they have the word of the day or the moment of the day from the country of the day. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. Well, it's infuriating. It's fifty inf- followers. Yeah, I know. It's infuriating to think that people think that they are that. Speaking of infallibility, that, and it's like nobody makes mistakes. Everyone's always right, and it's right. uh, it's it's it it becomes. No wonder so many of the people that we know suffer from anxiety. It's fucking crazy. You can't keep up. You can't keep up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's impossible. It's just absolutely impossible. I'm on my high horse a little bit, but the shit really does piss me off. And it's that it's it's I I see the there's a moment in The Simpsons where Ned Flanders, it's uh, from the episode Hurricane Nettie, right, <clears throat> where their house gets destroyed by a hurricane and the Simpsons' house is untouched. Right. And uh, Ned, I think, is talking to himself, or maybe he's even talking to Reverend Lovejoy. I forget, but. He says, I've done everything the Bible says, even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff. Yeah. And it's that kind of stuff these days. It's not the Bible, but it is like it's the media play. It's I do everything that the media tells me to do that is right. At least the media that I follow, even even as we go along and there's stuff that comes out. But now I have to contradict what I said yesterday. And it's just like, yeah, of course you'd be anxious. Right. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, that is, that is really funny. But yeah, I and mean, then it does. It, I I think it does give people anxiety. I think it gives a lot of people that we know, friends and family, anxiety. I think it makes fake arguments happen with like either with with yourself or with other people or your friendships or family members or arguments that otherwise would not have happened or that could have possibly been a conversation. But it also increases what you know. I've been saying ever since I sent you and Jackie that article about chatter. I've been using that word. If I'm talking to myself and I'm creating something within my own head, I just say the word chatter and it goes away. Like you're, yeah. you, that that is what it, what that is. It's yep. it's just constant chatter, constant talk without a release, and it's just sta- and it's just welling up inside of you, and then it wells up inside of you, and then it comes out in, at an inappropriate moment, or it wells up inside inside of you so much, and you go shoot up shoot up a town somewhere, or yeah. or or you or you abuse someone that's near to you or close to you in some form or fashion. Or your or your life falls apart, or you lose your job, or 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 you you know hit your wife, you know it's it's yeah. it's uh it doesn't add any it doesn't add anything to your life. 
I, it really yeah, doesn't. I don't think it adds anything to your life that you can't get from someplace else. It's just a distraction. It is. It is. It truly it's a is. Bad one. It's a yeah. bad distraction too. It's a negative distraction. Yeah. Not even fun. I mean, it, it can be being fun by now. It can be, but I still like Instagram. Obviously, people obviously people find it to be fun, right? You know, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Um, I think I only have one more, but yeah. Um, and this this you might not be able to answer yet, anyway. But I really want to know who said uh, a "see you when the riots start." And um, I'll give I you you know one guess. <laughs> It's well, up to no, you whether I, or not you could. I don't know. I'm not going to say it here. Yeah. But uh, that uh, that statement, albeit uh, it's uh, it's it's a it's a joke. It's a fun joke. It's just it was uh, certainly at one point a fun joke. It just very quickly became just like you know that's one of those things where it's just like yeah. now I'm listening to it, uh, listening to you say that. And assuming I know who it is, it wasn't funny um, to me. It, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even think at the time it would have been particularly funny to me. But now, just like it, just, I just get a sinking like pit feeling in my stomach. And you know, I'm not one who gets easily offended very, very often. No, you're not. You know, it's also kind of like fuck me if somebody did find it funny. Um, yeah, fuck me. Go ahead and get your get your jollies off on it. But in like, in that moment, I didn't find it funny. I might have laughed, but I, I did not find it funny. And I felt right. very, very lonely when I left that house. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Uh, so it was, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was not funny to me. You know, yeah. it, it, it just, it just, yeah, maybe Gallo's humor, but you know, I fucking love Gallo's humor. And in that moment, it was not, it was, it was not something that it was, uh, <clears throat> everything came from a place of, Listen, man. Everything came from a place. I'm trying not to be offensive. Everything came from a place of weakness. So it was. It was. Uh, it was just that. That's where I was reading everything from. Where where I just, yeah. I was I was looking for strength, and I found I found little of it. And then the and the, the the strength I liked in that moment it was. Uh, it was, it it was it wasn't real. You know, it was it was, uh, it was uh, the strength was a distraction. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was, uh, yeah, it was obviously, and I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, uh, even cause like you said, I've heard this story a few times and it was kind of like a, yeah, well, you know, but like, yeah, knowing most of the people who would have been there, uh, and knowing how they reacted after the fact, after, you know, right. The government got on, the televisions and said yo this is serious nobody doesn't or after the fact that you know right the the nba and the nhl went ahead and shut it down and then march madness shut it shut down and shit like that like knowing how they reacted after the fact i'm just surprised to be honest with you surprised and maybe maybe i'll glean a little bit of insight as to who the person was who visited even though i have pretty strong assumption as to who it is anyway but uh um, yeah yeah, I mean, listen, and how everybody handled the virus and the COVID situation for the entire year, I really pass zero judgment on it. But there was, oh, yeah, there, there, it was in that moment and in the things that were happening and in that very, that very specific moment, there was a very, very strange time. And it did, 
it's, I mean, what am I going to say? I can't fucking lie. It changed me pretty much for the rest of my life. I was, how, yeah. how about this? Think of it this way. I had already, two months earlier or three months earlier, I had put the band on hiatus, right? And, you yes. know, I was getting married. I had just bought the condo. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was trying to figure things out and do, and to do other things. And I was on a path of change, right? Yes. All the, all the fucking virus did was it sped it up fucking by, by months, if not years. So it's, so it's the same thing with years. You. I'm going to go ahead and say years. Years. I think it's years. And yeah. so it's the same, it was the same thing with you. You were going through a breakup and instead of, instead of having it, you know, your life spiral out of control more because of the virus, you went the other, the other, the other way with it and it just fucking, it, it put everything into perspective for you. And, and, right. and we, and we talk about that a lot. Where it it put, also gave me the time, uh, you know, to, it gave to be honest, me the time yeah. to really, really step back and see everything a little bit more clearly. Yes, and what's important, and what what you have time to worry about, and don't have time to worry about. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I don't sound like too much of a dick on this one, but I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to be honest. So. Yeah, I think I think it's fairly important. You know, I think, uh, I mean, it's just interesting. It really is interesting to see. And I bet you there's lots of other people out there, lots of people we know, other people who, uh, you know, know us and will listen to this and maybe don't know who it is, what it was at the, at the poker night and, you know, things like that and probably had very similar experiences. Maybe. I know, I know plenty of people who, like, who kept throwing house parties just, remember early on when, like, you know, fucking people who lived in cul-de-sacs would have, you know, little cul-de-sac parties and shit like that anyway. Like yeah. On, you know, in, in the early, early days and shit. Yeah. Tiger King days. Yeah. You know, and it was they were just like, fuck it, you know, like, can't go anywhere or do anything, so we're still going to, like, have little parties. I mean, like, I think that people, like you said, like, reacted. I, I, I cast no judgment, really. It's just, it's just knowing who knowing who i know and knowing how certain people treated this eventually uh, it just seems way out of character that's all but uh, right uh, and that's what makes it even weirder looking back on it yeah so that's what makes it even weirder looking back on it yeah yeah totally uh well you got any jokes or anything to finish this bad boy off with or <laughs> fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, hmm, jokes to finish this how, bad how boy was off that with. Sex earlier. Hey, everybody. Tony had some sex before he got on here. <laughs> <laughs> you think I wouldn't have the energy to get all up in arms? Yeah, I know, right? You think you'd be, uh, been real like mellow for this one, but well, because once I start sex, yeah, because I'm you know my mind's been on it. Once I start thinking about it. And I'm fucking yeah. on this podcast. <sighs> Fuck. Takes a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sex, a little, and you know, no, and no booze. You can't, have, you can't be having any booze. You, you, you're having a drink. You drink it with shits, I'm sure. Yeah. So, well, you want to end this one? What, what do we got? We got next week. Week we got some more podcasts, right? Yeah, so I'll be interested to hear about your uh, shift at your bar. That was a fucking show. Dude, you want to see me up in arms? My God. Just put me around a bunch of 21, 22-year-olds who were coughing and wheezing all over everybody. Fucking morons. 
Yeah. Oh, Jesus and Christ. I just have uh, I just have stuff that kind of bridges the gap between uh, between this time that we talked about today, where you were here or you were there in Chicago, and I was in New Orleans, and our first trip together, our first road trip together, which is to Davenport, Iowa. Um. So. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, man. I I should probably connect with you so I can try to. So 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 we can do this in a way where we don't confuse the listener. Um, okay. And I think I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I gotta finish up some of the shit that happens to me. And yeah, and I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Yeah, we we don't have to we don't have to reveal how the sausage will be made here right now. We can especially since we don't have a plan. But I I have a plan in the back of my head that I can chat with you about. Nice. We're gonna shove that sausage in the casing. <clears throat> That's how it gets made. Yeah, exactly. And you fucking make, the, and you're on to the next link. And you shove the sausage the into that link. casing. That's, actually, what's that? The sausage links. The links is actually a pretty good metaphor. Now that you're saying it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a sausage. The link part. <laughs> With the, the sausage. The casing. The usually link part. made of animal intestines. <laughs> Correct. And the sausage. <laughs> and then the link part. And that's basically a podcast. <laughs> that's basically how this podcast is made. That's kind of the quarantine travel guide. That's kind of what it is. <laughs> quarantine travel guide, just big old link of sausage. Correct. Well, buddy, you want to do it? You want to end it? Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I hope you got something out of this. I think you did. I think they. I think you definitely did. I think they might. I have. hope you're mad. They might be Email mad. Tony. <laughs> Leave me off those emails. No, you put Zach in on those fucking I'm emails. Yeah, I'll read those emails. Yeah. yeah. Don't work too hard. Don't stop working. Love you. Bye.